Hey, in this week's English lesson, I am going to teach you English idioms that you need to know in order to communicate properly in a business environment. Are you ready? Do you have your pen out? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. The very first idiom you must know is ballpark figure. Once again, ballpark figure. Excellent. Now this just refers to an approximate or a rough estimate. Think about this. You're in a meeting and you're discussing a project that you and your team are working on. Now the exact budget for the project might be around $957,000 and 50 cents. That's the exact amount. But the person up front speaking about the project could say, mm, we need, let's say, I'll, I'll give you a ballpark figure of about a million dollars. You see a rough estimate or an approximate makes sense, right? This is a very commonly used idiom in the business environment. So let me give you some example sentences that will help you use this idiom. First, can you give me a ballpark figure of how much the project will cost? That's related to the example I gave you before, right? Check out this example sentence. The salesman gave me a ballpark figure an estimate for the price of the car. So when you're going to get a car, they can give you a ballpark figure. And finally, this example sentence, we need a ballpark figure of the expenses before presenting the proposal. You got it. Good. So once again, ballpark figure. Excellent. Now the second one is also very important. The second English idiom for the business environment is cut corners. Good. Again, after me cut corners. Great. Now what you're noticing is that these idioms are made up of words that you've probably heard before. But when you put the words together, they take on an entirely different meaning. So cut corners. It means to do something in a cheaper or quicker way, often sacrificing quality. So I want you to think about this situation. You want to get a home built. You want a home for your family and you want it to be absolutely beautiful, but you also want the home to be safe. If there's a natural disaster, you want to know that this home will be sturdy and will keep your family safe from the natural disaster. But if you hire a company that is known for cutting corners, you know, in the back of your mind that they are going to use cheap material materials that actually will not make your house sturdy. So you don't want a company that cuts corners. You got it. Excellent. Again, cut corners. Now check out this example sentence. Don't cut corners when it comes to the safety of your employees. You got it. Check out the second example sentence. The company decided to cut corners to meet its production deadline. And finally, this example sentence. It's important not to cut corners during the research phase of a project. You got it again to do something in a cheaper or quicker way, often sacrificing quality. You want to make sure you're not cutting corners. 
All right, let's move on to number three, another very important idiom. This idiom is get down to business. Good. Again, after me, get down to business. Great job. Now we use this English idiom in the business environment. When we are trying to say we want to focus or start focusing on the main topic or task at hand. Perfect example for you right now. I am actually in my office recording this English lesson for you. That's right. Specifically for you. Now I had to make sure the lighting was right. Make sure my camera lens was clean. Make sure all of the lighting behind me was set up perfectly. Right. And then I had to get down to business. I had to hit record in order to make this lesson for you. Get down to business, focus on the main topic or the task at hand. You got it. Excellent. All right. Check out these example sentences. Here we go. Let's get down to business and discuss the details of the contract. Now I really want you to start using this English idiom because we use it so much as native English speakers. This is a very commonly used English idiom. So if you want to sound more natural and to speak English with more confidence, you need to start using this idiom today. All right. Check out this other example sentence. After some small talk, the team finally got down to business in the meeting. They had a little bit of conversation, a little small talk, and then they got down to business. And next, what about this example sentence right here? We only have a limited amount of time. So let's get down to business. You got it. I love it. I love it. Now we're going to move on to our next one. Idiom number four, but I do want to remind you, I am teaching you these idioms, but it's very important to practice what you learn. So I want you to remember to download the app English with Tiffany. The link is right in the description. And when you download the app, you'll be able to practice what you are learning today. Go to weekly English lessons with teacher Tiffany, and you'll see today's lesson, right? And you'll be able to practice to see if you really understand each of the idioms. So once again, the link is in the description. If you're watching this video, or you can just again, go and download the English with Tiffany app and you'll find the lesson for today and be able to practice putting sentences together and so much more. All right, let's move on to number four that rhymed. I liked it. Here we go. Number four, English idiom. Number four, hit the ground running, hit the ground running. Now this just means to start a new project or job energetically and without any delays hit the ground running. Now for me, I'll use myself as an example. Again, I enjoy recording these lessons for you. And I've gotten so many messages from you all and probably from you too, letting me know that you love the passion I have for helping you learn English. It's real. I really enjoy this. So normally once a month, when I come to my office to record these lessons, I make sure everything is set and I hit the ground running. I go right through recording the lessons, making sure everything is perfect 
for you without any delays. Every Sunday, putting a lesson up just for you. I hit the ground running. You got it? Excellent. Check out this example sentence. Here we go. The new employee hit the ground running and quickly adapted to the company's work environment, fell right in line and did what everyone else was doing. Next, we have this one. We need someone who can hit the ground running in this fast paced industry. And finally, the team decided to hire an experienced consultant to hit the ground running on the project. We need to get started and move forward without delay. Again, hit the ground running. You got it? Listen, you are getting some gems from this lesson because these idioms are literally used by native English speakers. So are you ready to go to number five? You can answer. Yeah, let's move on to number five. Here we go. Number five is learn the ropes. Learn the ropes. Now, this is another important and very useful English idiom, especially in the business environment. It just refers to becoming familiar with the details and practical knowledge of a job or task. I remember my assistant started working with me over a year ago. Amazing young woman, amazing young woman. And if she's watching this, thank you so much. I appreciate you. An amazing woman. Now, when she first joined my team, she didn't know anything. She was very skilled and very talented, but she had to learn the ropes. I had to teach her how to do certain things. I had to show her where certain files were. Why? Because she didn't know it before. So I had to teach her the main things she needed to know all of the details and the practical knowledge. She had to learn the ropes. Now she's an expert. Now she's absolutely amazing. All right. You got it. Excellent. All right. Check out this example sentence. The intern will spend the first few weeks learning the ropes of the company's procedures. You got it. Next, here we go. It takes time to learn the ropes of managing a team effectively. And finally, we have this one right here. The new hire is still learning the ropes. So we need to provide guidance and support. You got it. So once again, learn the ropes. All right, let's move on to number six. Again, you are getting so much knowledge, so much information during this lesson. Here we go. Number six, call the shots. Good. Again, call the shots. Yes, you got it. Now this just refers to being in a position of control or having the authority to make the decisions. So again, I'll bring it back to me, your teacher, because you know me well, right? So I'm running a business, the speak English with Tiffany Academy and this YouTube channel and the Instagram channel I have, I'm running these things and the app. So I call the shots, which means I have to make sure my team members have what they need. I have to make sure they know exactly what needs to be done on a daily basis. So again, Calling the shots means the person in control who has the authority to delegate 
or let people know what they need to do. Now my team members, they are awesome. They are amazing. So I just need to let them know what they need to do and they all do it well. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. All right, here we go. Sentence number one, as the project manager, she calls the shots on all major decisions. Next we have this one. The CEO is the one who calls the shots in this company. Hey, He's the one in charge. She's the one in charge. He calls the shots. She calls the shots. The person in the position of authority. And finally, we have this one. The team leader has the final say and calls the shots during team meetings. Make sense? Excellent. So don't forget this one. Call the shots. All right. Let's look at number seven. Another very important English idiom cut to the chase again, cut to the chase. Now this is once again, another amazing and very useful English idiom, specifically in the business environment. It means to get to the point or get to the important part without wasting time. Now you can use this English idiom in other situations, but we are specifically speaking about business right now. Okay. So get to the main point. What's the main part. So again, let's go back to that meeting environment. You're discussing this project that has a ballpark figure of $1 million. You remember that right from the beginning of the lesson. So you're sitting in this meeting and now you raise your hand and say, Hey, so let's cut to the chase. What do we have to do to make sure this project is a success? Let's cut to the chase. Let's get to the main or more or most important point. You got it. Excellent. All right. Check out these example sentences. Here we go. Let's skip the small talk and cut to the chase. What's the main issue we need to address? You got it. Excellent. All right. Sentence number two, the presenter decided to cut to the chase and focus on the key findings of the research. Hey, let me just cut to the chase and get to the key findings of the research, the main points. And finally, number three, the meeting was running behind schedule. So the manager asked everyone to cut to the chase. Hey, Let's just focus on the main points because we don't have a lot of time. Let's cut to the chase. You make sense. Excellent. I really hope you are writing these down and don't forget again, you need to go to the app English with Tiffany. So you can practice right after this lesson. Again, you can watch another English lesson or you can go directly to the app and start practicing. All right, let's move on to number eight. Number eight is think outside the box. One more time. Think outside the box. Good. Now this just means to think creatively, unconventionally or beyond traditional boundaries. You're not thinking like everyone else. For example, you know that one thing I say all the time is I don't teach grammar. I have never taught you grammar on this YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this from my a podcast, you know, I've never taught grammar. Now grammar is important, but I've mentioned that for intermediate and advanced level learners, you have to study in a different way. 
That is thinking outside the box because my students that study with me, oh, their grammar does improve, but I never teach them grammar. Intriguing, right? All right, so again, thinking outside the box, thinking creatively, unconventionally, or beyond traditional boundaries. Now, I have a story at the end, so don't miss story time about one of my previous coworkers at NASA, a man that thought outside the box. So let me give you some example sentences and don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss that story. So first example sentence to solve this problem, we need to think outside the box and consider unusual solutions. Next, the creative team is known for its ability to think outside the box and come up with innovative ideas. And finally, the company encourages employees to think outside the box and propose new strategies. You got it? Yes. Think outside the box. Now, number nine, another amazing and very important English idiom, keep someone in the loop again, keep someone in the loop. Good job. Now this just means to inform someone and include them in the communication or decision making process. All right. You have a meeting and there's one coworker that was unable to attend the meeting, but he tells you, Hey, I'm not going to be at the meeting, but can you give me all the information after the meeting? Please keep me in the loop. Please let me know what's going on. Keep me in the loop. Make sense. Yes. One of my students, I taught him this idiom as well. And he started using it immediately. Okay. Tiff, please keep me in the loop. And I loved it. Why? because he sounded like a native English speaker. This is how we as native English speakers speak. So you, if you start using these idioms, you'll start sounding like me, like your teacher. All right. Here's the example sentence. All right. The first one, please keep me in the loop about any updates or changes to the project timeline. Next we have this one as the team leader. It is important to keep everyone in the loop regarding important decisions. And finally, the manager kept the entire department in the loop about the upcoming changes. You got it. Yes. Keep someone in the loop. Excellent. All right. Now we have number 10, the final one. And one of the most important ones, this one is stay on top of something, stay on top of something. Good job. Now this just means to stay informed and in control of a situation or task. You're staying on top of it. You have this big project you're working on and you have many things to do in order to complete the project. But you're not going to miss the deadline. Why? Because you're staying on top of everything. You know, which tasks need to be done today. You know, which tasks need to be done tomorrow. You are staying on top of the project. Make sense. All right. Excellent. Check out this example sentence. It's important to stay on top of industry trends to remain competitive. Next we have this sentence. 
The project manager needs to stay on top of the project's progress and deadlines. You got it? Excellent. And finally, we have this one. I'm constantly checking my emails to ensure I stay on top of any urgent requests. You got it? Excellent. So once again, stay on top of something. Now, I really hope you enjoyed the lesson today. I hope you learned a lot and I hope you start using these idioms. My voice cracked. <clears throat> I hope you start using these idioms starting today. Remember, they'll help you to sound more like a native English speaker. I will talk to you in the next lesson, but as always, remember to speak English. You still there? <laughs> you know what time it is. Let's go. It's story time. Hey, I said it's story time. <laughs> All right. So I told you earlier during the lesson when I was teaching you the idiom, think outside the box, that I had a coworker. Now, I want to take you back way back about 15 or so years ago. I used to work at NASA. Great job, great boss, great coworkers. And while I was at NASA, so my schedule was 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm an early bird, so I absolutely loved that schedule. I had enough time to get all of my work done and leave at 3 p.m. to get home, take a nap, and still had time to hang out in the evenings. It was a great schedule. Now, during my time working at NASA, I met many amazing individuals. I mentioned to you in the past, in one of my past story times, there was a guy I worked with. He was the first individual I had worked with that could speak Korean. His wife is actually Korean, so we had many conversations. Extremely intelligent. He was a genius when it came to databases and computers and coding. Amazing but he wasn't the only amazing man that I worked with. There were other females I worked with too that were amazing. There was one guy that I worked with. He was very mild mannered. He was quiet, but if you talked to him, he could hold a really good conversation. And I really liked him. So one day I just happened to stop by his desk. I was walking back to my desk and he was sitting at his desk. So I stopped just to have a short conversation with him. And he was one of the designers slash illustrators in our department. And his work literally would blow my mind. Not only was he so creative, he always thought outside of the box, but the quality of his work really blew my mind. Now, I am also an artist, so I love things that look beautiful, things that are well-designed and well-laid out, which is why his work caught my attention. So I was sitting talking to him as he was working on a project and he was showing me different things he used and different color combinations. And I asked him, I said, wow, how did you learn how to be such an amazing illustrator? How did you get this good? He said, well, Tiff, I actually uh, worked somewhere else before working here. And I said, oh, where did you work? He said, Disney slash Pixar. I said, what did you just say? He said, yeah, I actually used to work for, I'll say Disney. I used to work for Disney. I used to do some animation for Disney. And in that moment, I realized 
that the individuals working at NASA and for NASA that I was surrounded by, they were not regular people. They were the individuals that were at the top of their fields, individuals who were so talented while at the same time being super humble. He was the most humble guy I had ever met at that time. And he just told me I used to work for Disney. So of course he already had my respect, but my respect level even went higher when he told me that. I tried to sit with him even more just to ask him for tips on making uh, better visuals. And he was so kind. We had great conversations and I'll never forget him because not only was he talented, not only was he able to think outside the box, he was also a humble and extremely kind individual. If you're watching this video, Hey, long time no see hit me up. I'd love to catch up. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this short story and maybe you know someone else that you work with that is absolutely amazing, very humble, but extremely amazing and an expert in their field. I'll talk to you in the next lesson. Have a wonderful week.